Hello, and welcome to the Eat More Carbs podcast. I'm your host and sports dietitian, Riley Beatty. In this weekly podcast, I share with you easy, simple, and science-backed sports nutrition tips and tricks to help you maximize your performance on and off the field. On today's podcast, I'm chatting with Emily Barnhart, who's a sports dietitian and carb enthusiast. Emily specializes in injury nutrition, and you probably heard of her as the Injury RD on Instagram and in her private practice. Today's episode is for those athletes looking to maximize their performance off the field. We're going to be chatting a lot about injury nutrition, and Emily will be providing easy tips and tricks to help you expedite your recovery. We talk all about the physical and mental challenges of injury. I'm really excited to have Emily on today because Emily takes a holistic approach for those athletes who are recovering through an injury. She talks all about the physical and mental challenges of injury and how those are interwoven in an athlete's rehab process. In her private practice, she helps you build stress-free nutrition habits and also helps you find kindness for your injured body and how it might change through the recovery process. We're going to be talking about some of the challenges that might come up during your rehab process and then how you can make sure that you're giving yourself grace and then also making sure that you're fueling properly. We're going to be talking about the carbohydrates and protein requirements that athletes have while going through that rehab process. A lot of athletes are nervous about weight gain during surgery or weight loss during surgery or during that rehab process, but Emily is going to chat with you about why it's still important that you're eating carbohydrates and fueling your body with enough energy. Emily is going to show you why you need to eat carbs and why you could even carb load before surgery. I'm really, really excited to have Emily on today. I work with a lot of injured athletes and she does as well. So I'm really excited to share this information with any of those athletes who are, you know, recently injured, maybe are looking for some prevention or, you know, are struggling through that rehab process. I'm going to get into my actual personal experience with injury and fueling in the podcast, but one of the main reasons I actually became a sports dietitian is because I tore my ACL um, my first game of senior year, which again, I'll get into a little bit more later, but during that rehab process, I did not take my nutrition seriously, and I've also shared that like during my time as a college athlete and as, even as like a club athlete, I wasn't taking my nutrition seriously. And I think it started to really, really show during that rehab process. I lost all of my quad muscle um, and I really just struggled to, I just really struggled with a lot of like mindset issues during that rehab and that recovery, um, which I'm going to chat with Emily about today. But this is just something that's, again, really like near and dear to my heart. There's so many easy things that you can be doing during injury recovery and rehab from a nutritional standpoint that can expedite your recovery. But a lot of the time, these things might be scary or there's just not, it's just not talked about. So I'm excited to be talking about it today. Hopefully we can myth bust a little bit for you and also give you some good goals 
and things to work on moving forward. Hi, Emily. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Riley. I'm happy to be here. I get so many questions from athletes in my DMs and in my coaching program, and I knew I had to call call in an expert because I know others have the same questions. There are so many myths when it comes to rehab and injury fueling, and I'm excited to debunk them with you today. Yeah, no, this is a great topic and you're right. I, well, obviously I get a ton of questions <laughs> from injured athletes as well, but it's the same myths that keep coming up over and over again. So it's awesome to debunk them here. First of all, I would love for any athletes listening to hear a little bit about you. I would love to hear about your private practice. I know that you're contracting with USA Volleyball, but what else? Like, how did you become a dietitian? How did you get into this space? Sure, sure. Well, so... I grew up in gymnastics and all of the stereotypes that come with that. Um, And I was always really, really interested in nutrition, um, but I never pursued it until grad school. I had a very important conversation with a good friend of mine who said, Emily, you talk about this stuff all, all the time. Why don't you just do it? And I said, and I can't believe that I had this thought process looking back, but I said, I'm not skinny enough. And my personal nutrition is not quote unquote perfect. So who am I to give advice? And he got dead serious and he looked me in the eye and said, that's exactly why you have to do it because that's relatable. And you are going to bring a point of view that is realistic to people and is compassionate to people. And I would take advice from that. So I took that and I ran with it and I took all my nutrition classes and That's why I'm a dietitian now. Wow. (laughs) I like resonate with that. Like, especially as somebody who was a student athlete, like myself, that whole idea of like having to look the part or play the part to be a dietitian. Cause I definitely think there might be some stereotypes out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think about myself as an athlete and this dietitian that I considered to be quote unquote perfect. And I found that very intimidating and I don't know if I would have talked to her. So, uh, you know, I don't want to say that I am more approachable, but maybe I might reach an audience that's a little bit more intimidated, which I think is important. Yeah. I think that kind of just goes back to like the message that we're always telling our athletes, but like healthy fueling and like adequate and proper fueling comes in all shapes and sizes and looks and all of that. So yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you're a dietitian. I'm super excited. (laughs) Walk us through a little bit your process and your path to now specializing in injury nutrition, having your private practice. Well, so I knew from the get-go that I wanted to work in sports and I worked in college sports and then I worked in um, professional baseball for a little bit. And while I was in baseball, I worked with, you know, closely with the Tommy John guys, which is that elbow surgery that pitchers get that put them in rehab for a long period of time. And I had lunch with them every day and had all these conversations and learned a lot about how taxing and challenging injuries are. And I learned a lot about the messaging that they were getting around food and around body composition. And I just feel so strongly that we can do better. Nutrition can be very impactful for an injury beyond just gaining or losing weight. Obviously there's the logistics of it. It can help the healing process, 
but there's also all the mental struggles that come with an injury that I think nutrition plays a role in. So I took that and I ran with it and I started the injury RD and I have been talking to all of these athletes to learn more and reading everything I can just to start the conversation of creating a bigger role for nutrition and dietitians in the rehab picture. That's awesome. When you were at the table, right, you've talked about how you were having lunch with these guys. Um, was there any like common myths or maybe phrases or things like that, that were popping up that you were hearing from your, from your guys? I think both from those guys and from probably 90% of recently injured athletes that I talked to, the number one phrase or myth that I hear is I don't feel like I deserve food right now, or I don't feel like I need to eat that much. And I want to shatter that myth as <laughs> best as possible. I think a lot of athletes forget that your body needs calories, your body needs nutrients for more than just your sport. So even though you might feel like a couch potato or you feel like you're not moving very much, you need to fuel your brain, you need to fuel your heart, you need to fuel your immune system for you know, women out there, you need to fuel your menstrual cycle and you need to fuel the healing of this injury. Right. So there's actually a lot of requirements that your body still needs and a thousand percent you need to eat right now. No one can see me right now, but I'm like shaking my head <laughs> and like cheering you on because yes, um, I think the biggest DM that I get on Instagram is I got injured. I'm out for six weeks. I'm scared that I'm going to get fat. Like, what do I yep. do here? Or I'm scared that I'm going to get out of shape or I feel guilty eating. Yes. Bingo. You and I have the same DMs, at least when it comes to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I want to validate that fear. We live in a society that really values fitness and, you know, we don't have to get into all of that jazz, but I think there are a lot of tools available to us to help not make that so daunting and not make that so scary. And part of that is, you know, learning the tricks that Riley can teach you or that I can share with you about, you know, why does your body actually need food right now and wh what foods are helpful to focus on and all of that. But also recognize that your body image is affected by where you are in your menstrual cycle. It's affected by what social media you follow. It's affected by your family or your friend circle. So if you are just recently injured and you are having all of those thoughts, all of those fears, I would pay lots and lots of money to you to encourage you to take the steps to remove some of those factors that are increasing that fear. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I really wanted to kind of like hone in on that point where like your feelings are completely valid and it is very scary. Um, I don't know if I've told most people this, but part of my journey to becoming a dietitian and my, how I realized that food was and fueling was so important is when I tore my ACL senior year. First game oh, of I senior didn't even year. know that Riley. Yeah. First game of senior year. Um, 
they thought I just had like a bone bruise. And I just remember in the training room, them testing, they have that little, like, kind of like machine, they can do that initial test. Yeah. And there was like all these people around me. And like, when the athletic trainer like did the little test, everybody just got like, you know, oh, you no. know. Yeah. And so I think what happened for me during my recovery was I was so nervous to gain weight because I had seen all of my other teammates who had ACL surgeries, ACL injuries, lose a lot of weight and get skinny with air quotes. Right. Um, and I thought, wow, that's what I'm supposed to do. Or I'm, I'm going to be seen as lazy, or I'm going to be seen as undisciplined if I Mm -hmm. don't lose weight or, you know, I'm not really happy with my body image right now as a student athlete, but if I get hurt, maybe I'll lose all this weight and then everything will be better. Mm. And it, (laughs) like, like, you know, there's so many side effects of that. Um, But I think it can be really hard, especially again, right in a team environment, or if you're sitting at the table and people are going through the same thing as you and those, like those beliefs are just being reinforced. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easier said than done, but don't compare your ACL rehab or whatever rehab to your teammates because they all they all look different and come with different challenges. But um, I also want to validate too. Some people have a fear of weight gain. Some people have a fear of weight loss. And That's a really great point. Yeah, it's a really good point right there. So if there is an athlete, right, you just said that there, you know, there is the stress that comes with body image after an injury. Maybe you have like one or two, again, right, everything is very individualized. When we look at injury and nutrition, we look at a fueling plan, every athlete's going to be different. Um, But if an athlete's listening, who's maybe just recently injured, what are like one or two like action steps that they can take to start fueling their body properly? Yeah, I think for specific foods and macronutrients, the number one thing that can be very, very helpful in your recovery timeline is protein. Your protein needs are going to go up a little bit. And most importantly, if you can spread that protein evenly throughout the day, you are going to give that muscle continuous reminders of, hey, we still need you. We want to use you one day. Don't shrivel away, right? And, you know, if we're talking about ACL, we've all seen those pictures of, you know, when people get their brace off and they have one chicken leg and one, you know, fully formed quad. Yes. That was me. (laughs) They had to put me in the back of the team photo because one leg was like good and one leg was a chicken leg. Like, it's funny. (laughs) It's not funny. I can laugh about it now, but it's a real thing. So especially when you're immobilized or, you know, after surgery, the first phase of your rehab, if we can get protein in consistently throughout the day, and even more specifically, if we can get a leucine source in, which is that specific amino acid that's going to trigger your protein and muscle building, um, we can help, we can't completely prevent muscle loss, but we can help attenuate it as much as possible which just helps future you not have to gain it all back, right? Not have to gain all that muscle back, which, you know, nothing can speed up this recovery process, but if you lose 
10% of your muscle versus 25%, that's a very different story. Definitely. And you, when you say consistently, like every four to six hours, three to five, does it two, 10? Yeah. Bingo. So every four hours with at least 20 grams is the goal. Um, do, I mean, every three hours is fine too. Every six hours is fine too. The goal is, you know, breakfast is roughly the same amount of protein as lunch is the same amount of protein as dinner. And you have some snacks throughout the day that have some protein in it. So just again, hitting that message that you you need to eat. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And you also mentioned like looking for protein sources that are high in leucine. Um, So what are some like maybe readily available leucine rich protein sources that an athlete can buy at the grocery store, have in their fridge, get at the dining hall? Sure. I think meat and dairy are kind of the easiest ones. So milk or Greek yogurt or, you know, maybe pre-made chicken or anything like that. Um, If you like to lean on more of the plant-based side of things, uh, a lot of plant-based protein powders will include leucine in them. Um, So sometimes if you're a plant-based athlete, that's the easiest way to do it. Um, But yeah, dairy, Greek, I mean, Greek yogurt is my go-to, but meat and dairy. Awesome. Cool. Um, So you talked a lot about protein. You talked a lot about protein kind of spacing and timing throughout the day when we look at nutrient timing. Um, Is that, is that going to differ? for an athlete that maybe is doing, has like a non-surgery injury versus like a, um, an injury that's going to require like a post-op nutrition plan is protein so important or how would that differ maybe for an athlete? Yeah, this is one of those times I can actually give you a definitive answer in nutrition, which is <laughs> rare. <laughs> um, I don't see them any differently. I think whether you are post-op or whether you are just rehabbing that goal of about your body weight and grams of protein is what we're aiming for. Awesome. So we talked about protein, but I mean, the podcast is called eat more carbs. (laughs) And I do think carbohydrates is the nutrient that athletes are most nervous about and maybe uncertain about during that injury period of time. So talk to me a little bit about your recommendations for carbohydrates. Yeah. You're going to love this answer, Riley, because there are two key nutrients that really impact your rehab. And if you are deficient and then can slow your healing process, and those two nutrients are zinc and magnesium. And guess where we find those? Whole grains, beans, carb it up, baby. You have to include those carbs. The other super important thing that I like to remind athletes about carbs is if you are getting surgery, There is actually evidence and recommendations that if you eat carbohydrates prior to your surgery and as soon as possible after, we can help attenuate some of that muscle loss that might happen after surgery. There are some people that go as far as carb loading for surgery, and I'm on the fence about that. Regardless, you need carbs throughout this entire process. The biggest myth is that people cut out carbs. I need you to have carbs. I just want everybody to know who is listening. I did not pay Emily to say that, but <laughs> it was a perfect answer. 
Um, I love how you brought up to the zinc and magnesium, um, because a lot of the times I think also with the injury fueling process, we're so focused on consuming too much energy or not consuming enough energy. We're really focused on the energy, but then we're not necessarily looking at the micronutrients. So those nutrients for any athlete listening, who's maybe unsure on that, those are going to be our vitamins and minerals, and they don't provide energy, but they're, you know, really important in the body for chemical reactions and other processes. So we talked about zinc and magnesium. Is there other vitamins, other minerals that might be helpful? I think vitamin D is probably the one other one that I would bring up specifically. Um, You can find that in maybe the dairy that you're getting as a leucine source as well. Um, Vitamin D is just, I mean, vitamin D is important for everything. So of course it's going to be important in this process as well. Awesome. Um, What about anti-inflammatory nutrients? Are there any nutrients that you recommend for managing inflammation? Yeah, I think including, you know, plenty of fruits and vegetables just gives us a wide variety of those anti-inflammatories. Also including some anti-inflammatory fats, specifically omega-3s can be really beneficial during this process. Um, Things like salmon, fish, um, walnuts, The one caveat that I always give here is certain surgeons do not like an athlete supplementing with an omega-3. So I'm not talking about eating omega-3s. I'm talking about supplementing with an omega-3. So I will always defer to the physician and what their preference is on that. Some feel very strongly that around surgery, we should not be including an omega-3 supplement. Some don't care. If they don't care, I think it's great to include, especially if you're not a fish eater. But I that is beyond my scope, and I will always <laughs> defer to the physician's preference when it comes to that. Awesome. Um, you said fruits and vegetables too. What are some yeah. fruits and vegetables that might be anti-inflammatory? Um <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say you didn't see my reaction to when Riley said that. I was like, listen, if athletes can get any fruits and vegetables in, I'll take it as a win, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, what are maybe like you said fruits and vegetables are anti-inflammatory? Um, what are five fruits and vegetables combined that athletes can incorporate to help with inflammation? Well, I know we're gonna talk about cherries. So we'll put that one in there. I always like to include dark leafy greens just because they're chock full, so many nutrients that you need. Um, we'll throw in some things that have vitamin C, so oranges or um, I feel like you're looking for a specific answer. So I might <laughs> I might defer to you on this one, Riley. What do you have? Oh, no, I just always like to ask. Um, no, like I feel like with vitamin C, like strawberries, right? Like dark leafy greens, um, blueberries, raspberries. Yeah, I don't know. I Listen, think again, all do. <laughs> you can get some fruits and veggies in, especially, you know, post-surgery, we can struggle with some nausea and some lack of hunger and all that kind of stuff. My approach is always like, if you can do it, it's a win. And sometimes that's where we're starting. Got it. Um, cherry juice. Let's talk about cherry juice. Cherry juice right now is all over TikTok. Yep. But I feel like as a sports dietitian, right? I feel like we've been talking about cherry juice for a while. Yes. So talk to me, like, do you recommend cherry juice for injury recovery? Do you find it beneficial? Is it 
overrated? Is it just another <laughs> TikTok trend? Um, talk to me a little bit about cherry juice. Yeah, I think cherry juice definitely has a time and a place. I think there is evidence, excuse me, there is evidence out there that cherry juice can have effects on maybe perceived soreness, even if it's not acting on a molecular molecular level, or, you know, potentially it's having an antioxidant effect as well. But just like you are healthy, there are certain phases of the year that we're going to focus on tart cherry juice, right? Because there is such thing as too much of a good thing. So if you're healthy and we're in season or you're in a tournament and we really want to focus on recovery, then yes, include tart cherry juice if that's something that you want to utilize. If we are in preseason or something like a, a strength block where we're focusing on gains, we're focusing on a physiological response to get better, we want to see that little dip in performance. We want to see some inflammation so that your body can respond at a higher level, right? So just like that with rehab, there are certain phases. There's that first phase of rehab where you're maybe in a cast or a brace and you have a lot of inflammation going on with your body. Yeah, tart cherry, I think would be fine to include there. Then that second phase of rehab is usually that strength block. It's that rebuild phase. I don't know if tart cherry is something that we want to use every day during that phase because we want to push your body to respond and get better. So it has a time and a place. It's always a more complicated answer than we want it to be, right? I think that's a dietitian answer. I always tell my athletes, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I'm going to tell you it depends again. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just a nice kind of like way to kind of bring everything back to even if you're healthy and you have a fueling plan or if you're injured, everything is so individualized. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be complicated, but it, it really just kind of depends on the athlete. Yeah. I would also say if you eating throughout the day, you aren't even close to your protein goal, you aren't getting any fruits and vegetables in, a shot of tart cherry at night is not going to compensate for all those things. So let's maybe choose our focus on what we know is going to make the biggest impact. Exactly. I love that. Right? <laughs> Foods yeah. first, supplement second. And even though tart cherry juice comes from a food, it is a supplement. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. Any last recommendations, maybe one or two points that you want to share about kind of that rehab or injury nutrition process? I think just in general, know that if you are struggling through this rehab process, um, you are definitely not alone. Please don't be scared to reach out to whoever you feel comfortable reaching out to. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable, you know, send me a DM, send Riley a DM, you know, we are <laughs> kind hearted, right? <laughs> and ultimately we are dietitians because we want to help people. Um, so if, you know, you need a shoulder to cry on, I can tell you, I've had many grown men athletes literally cry on my shoulder. Um, so you are not alone and take the effort to surround yourself with the people and the social media and the things that are going to help make you feel better during this process. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. It's tough. It's tough. And so I also 
I ask everybody this. So I have my mm -hmm. four questions at the end. Um, so of course I'm going to ask you what your favorite carbohydrate is. So what's your favorite carb? And <laughs> so I grew up in new England. So for me, there is nothing better than a bagel, a good high quality bagel. I live in California now and I can't find anything. <laughs> it's rough out there. <laughs> it's, it's devastating. I went to New York a few weeks ago and the first thing I did is I went and found a good bagel. It is the best. Is there any like place that you go as like a neighborhood place or is there a place that you go for a good bagel? Yeah. I mean, it has to be, you know, like a, a Jewish deli that's been in the family for three generations. You know, I'm not going to Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I will say a bagel from Dunkin' Donuts in Massachusetts is still better than a bagel from Dunkin' Donuts in, you know, other parts of the country, but we're looking for the authentic authentic bagel. are you a savory or sweet like we're we going cinnamon sugar or we're we going like everything but the bait or not everything but the bagel that's the tater joe seasoning everything and everything <laughs> bagel we're going blueberry bagel regular cream cheese oh i like plain it plain and simple yeah like it um all right well what about your favorite pre and post workout snack pre workout i actually <laughs> what i do i work out in the morning okay so I I can't do a full breakfast, but I know I need to get something in, right? So I have three of those peanut butter crackers, like um, you know the ones I'm talking about, like a Ritz one. Yeah, that has like the sandwich of peanut butter in the middle. Yeah, I don't know what it is. That is what I have found works perfectly for me and for my, you know, retired NARP workouts. <laughs> I'm thinking so many of my athletes right now, if they're listening to this podcast are so excited that you just said that they love those things. <laughs> what about after? That, after that's when I have a full meal, right? That's when I have my breakfast. Yeah. So typical breakfast for me is, um, like oatmeal, some fruits. And if I'm really on the ball, I'll have some eggs, but usually I'm kind of in a rush. So I have like a protein shake. Cool. Yeah. And then the last but not least is I'm a big shoe girl over here. So mm. what's your favorite pair of kicks? Ooh, um, well, I grew up in gymnastics, so I actually <laughs> like to be barefoot. I think if, if I could choose to be barefoot 24 seven, I would, you can ask the people that I work with. I kick my shoes off when I'm sitting at my desk in the office and, um, maybe that's a cop-out answer, but I <laughs> love to be barefoot. That's the first one I've heard. So I like it. I like it. You're very unique. I like it. Um, and then, well, awesome. I really appreciate you being on today. Where can people find you if they have follow-up questions, if maybe they're interested in looking at some of your programming, um, where can they find you? Yeah. So I am on socials on injury underscore RD. Uh, you can find my website, injuryrd.com. Um, yeah. And that's it for now. Yeah. Okay, cool. DMs fine. Yes. Oh my gosh. Send me all the DMs. I love chatting with everyone about everything. It's, it's so interesting to me. I've heard so many incredible inspirational stories from, from athletes in adversity. So yes, talk to me. I'm happy to talk to you. Okay, cool. Well, thanks again for being on. Um, and I hope everybody took some 
or great information from this podcast. So we'll chat soon. Thanks, Emily. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks again for listening to the Eat More Carbs podcast. I would love for you to subscribe so you never miss an episode and then leave us a five-star rating and review so other athletes can find us. If you ever have sports nutrition questions, I'm always here for you. I would love to chat with you to make sure that you're doing everything to meet your goals on and off the field. Please reach out if you have any questions. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at riley.baity.nutrition. Again, thanks for listening and make sure to eat more carbs.